really uh, looked at it closely enough, but I, I'll be sure that Aaron Rodgers is not a top 10 fantasy quarterback uh, going into the next season. And, you know, I, I can't envision myself drafting him in any leagues. And, uh, you know, you may end up what happened a couple of years ago when people thought he was kind of like on, on going the other way where you may get some value for him, but um, I don't like it. I really don't like it. And, you know, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers wanted to be not only a great quarterback, he wanted to be part of the, the front office for the Packers. And I don't know what was going on with his decision-making and dragging his feet. I don't know what he ended up doing in between all of those months when he could have made a decision and then let the Green Bay Packers address their other players. But he waited and waited and waited to the last minute. And Devontae Adams basically said, you know, I'm not uh, attached at the hip to Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and ended up being a complete disaster. So in, in just taking a first look at Aaron Rodgers fantasy perspectives for next year, uh, I'm not liking it all. And uh, I think, the, the Packers' offense is going to struggle. Well, let me ask you, and I don't disagree with you. Now, maybe they do lean on that two-summit running back, right? We both like Aaron Jones. We, we like A.J. Dillon. We saw Dillon become a, a bigger force as the, as the year wore on. Uh, as I said, they're going to have to address the tight end position most likely. Right now, they have DeGuara. Uh, kind of converted fullback there. There are a couple of interesting prospects at tight end uh, for the upcoming draft. Um, receiver, you know, like we said, gaping hole without Adams. And, and I and I really do feel, Wiz, that Adams kind of, uh, to me, it, it's almost like he that's where he, he, he landed where he wanted to go with his former college quarterback, Derek Carr, and to a team that he wanted to play for. I think he it's a, it's you know for for Josh McDaniels he's got to be licking his chops. I think he's got a, a a fantastic offense. There's a lot of debate around Derek Carr as a fantasy quarterback. We'll talk about that in a minute because there are derivative effects obviously from a player like Adams moving from Green Bay to, to the Raiders. But yeah, I'm kind of with you cuz if we go back 2 years ago Wiz coming into the draft, there was a lot of question coming into fantasy drafts. You remember there were question marks on Aaron Rodgers back then, and that was with Devontae Adams. You take that away. There's no way Amari Rodgers, you know, former draft pick from a couple of years ago is going to pick it up that, that quickly. Or one of these rookies um, who I'm curious to see who you think would be a, a good fit for the Packers, because obviously uh, that's been a topic of a kind of frustration for Aaron Rodgers in the past where, the Packers have not addressed in the draft. They've not addressed the wide receiver position. You know, is there a guy that you see as kind of like the perfect fit um, given the skill set around him? Because, they're, you know, they're, they're left with a couple of big and kind of inconsistent receivers. Lazard's a good player. Uh, I, uh, Valdez Scantling has to be re-signed. Uh, he's currently a free agent, so they have to work on that one. Uh, Randall Cobb is is past his prime for sure. But I'm curious to think if you, you, you feel there's a good fit here in this draft at the wide receiver position that you know maybe can make up for some of it. But at this, at this point in time, given where my mindset was a couple of years ago with Aaron Rodgers, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stay away from Aaron Rodgers at this point in time. Yeah, the, the thing is that when you watch Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams play football, you know, if you've watched football for a long time, like you and I have, there's only been a handful of quarterback wide receiver duos that were as in sync 
as those two players, as electric of those two players at the top of their game, as as that duo. The only you know I could think of Montana and Rice, Steve Young and Rice, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. Um, you know, only a handful where they would just have to look at each other and they know what the other guy is doing. And those other guys were okay. They're they're good players, but now with the defense is focusing on those players. I don't see it. I really, really don't see it. I, I think Green Bay really got caught here. Um, and I think what ended up happening is, from a business standpoint, they made a, they made a big mistake. Because what they could have done was, you know, he with, with, with what he was as far as a restricted free agent, is they could have let the Raiders make an offer and they could have matched it. And if if Devontae Adams would have chosen not to play, all right, he would have chosen not to play. He would have missed out on, on big paychecks every week. But in a worst-case scenario, they don't match it, and they get two number one picks. I don't understand why they just made a trade to get a first and a second-round pick. So it seems like, from a business standpoint, Adams told them, I'm done with you. I'm probably never going to play another down for you. And, 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 and the Raiders just said, we're just going to, and the, and the Packers just said, we're going to just move on. But it didn't make any sense to me because if they didn't match an offer that the Raiders were going to match Adams, they could have got more than what they ended up getting. So strange. The whole thing is strange to me. And the way the the Packers handled it from the business side didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. So so if we look at the roster right now, if we assume that Valdez Scantling gets uh, re-signed and, and Lazard comes back, um, they draft someone. Uh, at the receiver position for the Packers, who do you think would emerge as, as a primary target amongst them? Because I'm just, I'm, I'm just not sold on any of those players. You know, certainly they're not going to get to the level of Devonte Adams, as you mentioned. The chemistry between these two players was very, very rare. We don't see that that often. Uh, this duo had, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 69 or 70 touchdowns combined together, which is, you know, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing uh, to see. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't. It's it's a, it's a rare occurrence, but these. These two guys had um, extreme chemistry, uh, and you're not going to replicate that with just anybody. But I'm curious to think who you think may emerge as, as a top guy from there. Is, is it someone that's currently not on the roster or one of these guys that's currently sitting around? It's, 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 it's a tricky situation. <clears throat> if everything was, you know, if all things were equal and everyone was 100% healthy, it's clear to me that it's Lazard because the one word that, matters most to Aaron Rodgers is trust. Who he's going to trust that's going to run the route, the, the right route, who's going to understand what the defense is doing, and who's going to catch the ball. And these are all issues that Scantling's had a problem with. So it's difficult for a rookie or free agent to come and get on the same page with Rodgers. But, with, you know, so, so with all of that said, uh, assuming everyone's healthy going to next year, uh, Lazard is, is is the you know it would be that guy as far as I'm concerned who's on the roster. Yeah, it's interesting. I had picked Lazard up in the league that we're in together as a free agent, uh, kind of midway, maybe week ten ish or something like that. But it was interesting in the last five weeks of the regular season last year, 
he actually scored five touchdowns. Only one week he didn't score a touchdown, and in one week he had two touchdowns in a game. So he was definitely starting to emerge as a more significant factor as he got healthy. Uh, so it will be interesting to kind of watch this. At tight end, we know that Tanyan, he spoke glowingly about him. Obviously, he's coming off of an ACL injury. There are some intriguing prospects in this draft. Do you think the Packers address the tight end position as well in the draft, Wiz? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it, that's certainly uh, a possibility. But uh, I think, you know, they're going to – I don't know what's left at really those positions, you know, wide receiver, tight end. I, I think they're going to try and address it at the draft. But, uh, like I said, it's going to be difficult for a rookie or a free agent to come in and kind of get on the same page. So I'm expecting, you know, the lead guys to be guys that are already in that building. But it's not necessarily Aaron Rodgers has that much much trust with. And furthermore, it's a lot easier for those guys to play well when Devontae Adams is taking up so much of the defense's uh, coverage and, uh, you know, intensity and what they want to do to stop the Packers. With him gone, when teams are going to focus on those players, um, I just don't like the outlook. I I don't like the entire situation for the Green Bay. Uh, And if you're a GM right now, first pick in your draft, Green Bay Packers, which receiver are you taking? In the draft? In the draft, yep. Oh, um, I'd probably, uh, you know, I'm looking, it's, there's a, there's a few guys that are close, probably Garrett Wilson from uh, Ohio Ohio State, State, I think is is a guy that may kind of resemble a little bit of some of the things Devontae Adams do with Drake London from USC, one of those two receivers. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I'm fascinated to see how this all evolves. But at this point in time, you know, if you ask me straight up, um, Aaron Rodgers to me is definitely a pass. And, and by the way, Wiz, you know, we, we kind of talked about this. We felt that Rodgers going back to Green Bay gave him the best chance to get back to the Super Bowl. And there has been a pronounced shift in the NFL this this offseason, especially in the power, the move of the power teams, it's it's so dominating in the AFC at this point in time. The best teams in football, maybe the top five teams in football, I I, I think right now, if you ask me, all sit in the AFC. Am I am I reaching too far for that? But there's been a profound shift from the NFC to the AFC in terms of power conference. Yeah, I mean, I think you could put the Rams. Um you know, in amongst that group, but certainly if you're looking at the top seven to 10 teams in the NFL, um, most of them, uh, maybe eight or nine even reside in the AFC. And just thinking about the, you know, what took place, the, the big winner is Derek Carr, I believe. And while Aaron Rodgers, I is going the wrong way in fantasy rankings. I think Derek Carr is, you know, just thinking about that offense with Darren Waller, the human slot machine, Hunter Renfro, and now you're heading to Vontae Adams. That is a formidable, formidable offense. And, uh, boy, you got to think that Derek Carr is just licking his chops, getting ready to get all those guys ready to throw the ball to because, uh, I, I kind of think that he has really moved up the charts in terms of rankings for next year. All right, so I, I don't disagree with you. And, and it's interesting, right? Josh McDaniels, formerly of the Patriots, will be taking over as head coach 
of, of the Raiders. Last year, you know, it's interesting. There are, there are varying opinions on Derek Carr. I happen to like the player. Um, you know, remember that year where he hurt his leg where, where the Raiders were, this is like five years ago, Raiders are looking to make a run. There's been a lot of inconsistency in Carr's performance since that time. I don't think John Gruden did, did him any favors, quite frankly, but I think there is a tremendous amount of talent here. Uh, they've got They've got some running back pass catchers as well. They signed Brandon Bolden. They just signed Amir Abdullah uh, to compliment uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, you mentioned Waller, obviously Renfro. Uh, th- this is a talented offense right now that Adams joins. And, uh, you know, I think you have to be very excited as a Raider fan. And I completely agree with you. You know, Derek Carr wasn't that far away from having 5,000 yards receiving last year. He had 4,800 yards uh, a, a few too many interceptions, I, 23 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. But I think in a new offense where I, I think Josh McDaniel will make full use of the talent around him, you have to be very excited about Derek Carr. I know you have him in, uh, in our league, and I, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, should be a potential keeper for you without a doubt. Um, but, you know, the whole offense is, is, is something to be excited about. There, you know, Renfro career year, uh, you know, Maybe helped a bit by uh, Waller being hurt this year, but I guess I guess what I have to ask you is is you know is this an offense where you see you know Carr go to that next level where he's throwing the ball even more and Renfro is able to keep those statistics in line because Renfro was the beneficiary, like I said, from the injury of Waller for sure. He was he was the most consistent hands for Derek Carr last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. Um... Uh, you know, I I think they're they're a matchup nightmare. The Raiders. I mean, <clears throat> with Renfro, <laughs> with you know, with so much attention having to be paid to players like Adams and Waller, and and creating all of that space for Renfro to operate, and then <clears throat> Waller is just an absolute nightmare problem himself. And then you bring in a new creative offensive coaching staff. Combined with Devontae Adams, I mean, I, I just think um, I, I would be surprised if Derek Carr did not finish in the top five at quarterback in fantasy football this year. And let me ask you a question. Was Are we looking at a division potentially? Uh, we, we talked about the NFC West in this way for the last couple of years. Is this a division where you could see all four teams, because right now on paper – depending on how, and we'll, we'll talk about Russell Wilson's situation uh, in, in one of our next podcasts, but you look at all four teams in this division, I, I could easily see a scenario where all four of these teams are making the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult mathematically for that to happen because they're going to be knocking each other off and, you have teams like the Titans and the Colts. If they get a quarterback that, you know, going to be playing the Texans and rolling up <clears throat> two easy wins, most likely. Uh, so it's mathematically it's difficult, but from a talent standpoint, you know, <clears throat> they they have the ability to do that, and certainly it could happen. But uh, what a power-packed division, and uh, it just seems like they just every day they just keep trying to outdo each other by getting. Uh, <clears throat> better personnel in there so to your point it it certainly could happen and um some of these other teams that you know that that in the past were very very strong and considered the best division in the afc like the afc north um 
just looks at that AFC West and has to think, wow, I mean, it kind of pales in comparison right now to the AFC West. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this from a fantasy viewing perspective. There's going to be some big-time action in the 4 o'clock games when all of those teams are playing at home. Uh, and you add to that, you know, we talked about, because uh, the NFC West is still uh, outside of the Seattle Seahawks right now, is still, is still a very strong uh, uh, division. You're going to have some high-powered offenses playing a lot of 4 o'clock games. So in fantasy, I could see a lot of games yeah. turning, turning late as a result of all those action in, in, in the later, later part of the session. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I had not thought about that. But, yeah, certainly <clears throat> with those 4 o'clock uh, games, the Los Angeles teams, um, you know, Seattle, uh, I mean, not, not Seattle, but, uh, you know, the Broncos with Russell Wilson now, absolutely. <clears throat> the 4 o'clock game seems to be where uh, the points and the action are going to be just considering what's taken place so far in this offseason. Yeah, just uh, again, you know, you run out of superlatives to kind of describe all the stuff that's been going on. But and and as you mentioned, you know, teams trying to outdo each other. But but I think there's been some moves made, even if you look very closely at what the Los Angeles Chargers have done. Right. They've tried to address some positions like defensive back. Right. Like offensive line. They, they, they're they're recognizing what's going on around him. And, you know, Justin Herbert will be in his third year uh, this year. But again, everything has changed very, very quickly in the AFC West, and, and, and it, is, it is being considered the power division of, of, of the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, look at the Chargers. They you know, made the trade to get Cleo Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. <clears throat> They're the one team that seems to be thinking about, uh-oh, look at these offenses that we're going to be going up against, but uh, um, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that plays out. But it, it just makes for a really fascinating offseason to think about the potential and, and, and some of these games and, uh, you know, uh, Kansas city, uh, you told me yesterday that, um, they signed Smith Schuster, right? Yes, correct. So, I mean, even then, even they realized that as great as Hill and Mahomes and Kelsey are that, you know, they may have to, uh, you know, are not going to be able to play some of these clunkers that they did last year that, they're going to have to score points because the teams they're going to be playing without question are going to be putting up points against their defense. So um, what a crazy off season, um, shocking developments and uh, very interesting uh, fantasy football uh, fallouts for teams, uh, the Packers and the Raiders and uh and certainly the player personnel and see, you know, how, how that all works out. Yeah, on that Juju signing, Wiz, you know, a guy that had become a little bit more dependable in that uh, Kansas City offense, Byron Pringle, he actually signed a deal with the Chicago Bears. So he's going to slot in maybe with as their second best receiver on that team with the departure of uh, Allen Robinson. Obviously, Darnell Mooney has moved up uh, in, the, in the pecking order there. But, yeah, that Byron Pringle lands in Chicago with Justin Fields. Um, Wiz, well, just what— yeah, I just had one question for you. We talked about rankings, obviously, of Adams and Carr, and we think they kind of – sorry, Rodgers and Carr. Uh, Adams last year, you know, we, we talked about this. I took him as a number one choice in a, in a, in a snake draft because that's how much I thought of him. And how much does Devontae Adams or does he – does the fact that he knows the, the chemistry with Carr obviously take a little bit of time to build that up again, but do you see – Devontae Adams not being the number one receiver this year? You know, how are you kind of viewing him? I mean, I think he's still a top five guy. I think I understand 
that there'll be some question marks around him being the absolute number one wide receiver based on the change of scenery. But I, I'm but I'm curious to think what you think, you know, Derek Carr, how, sorry, uh, Devontae Adams, how far he falls from that one ranking, if he does in your eyes. I, I think I think in my eyes, it turned a coin flip between Adams and Cooper Cup into Cooper Cup's favor just because he has that year of familiarity with Stafford now in his second year and just the numbers that he puts up and the volume. While I just think as great as Adams is, it's still going to take a little bit of time with what Carr is doing. And it's not like Renfro and and Waller are going to be frozen out of the offense. So with more guys to contend with, for Adams versus Cooper Cup, who just seems to be getting he gets a, a million targets a game. I think a coin flip situation, if Adams was in Green Bay, kind of gives the edge to me to Cup Adams. That's how I'd rank them going into next year. All right, awesome. It's very good. So that's Guru Mwiz Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, talking about the fallout from Aaron Rodgers signing back with Green Bay and Devontae Adams being traded. Uh, we're going to come back to you with our next one, which is going to be discussing the incredible trade of Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're still subscribing. We're going to be with you during the whole offseason, preparing you for 2022. Wiz, excellent job. Talk to you in a bit about Deshaun Watson. You got it.